like the movie song. It's a terrible choice. <laughs> you can still make it. Anybody. Do you think that, uh, oh, man, damn it, I'm done. And then he's going to turn me into a snake lover because I'll start feeling bad that I've killed so many snakes. Do you know who this is? No, who is this? Anybody. 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 Well, this is going to be something. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we can we can guarantee that that today will be different. <laughs> it already feels different. Yeah, it does. Um, I can't guarantee it'll be great. I can't guarantee it'll be awful, but it'll be different. So, uh, by the way, a uh, note for tomorrow, Kyle. Okay, yeah. Uh, depending on how things develop today, for the show opener that we just played, for Dawn's part, you'll have a variety of choices. It could just oh. be silent. It could be crickets. Yeah, like crickets. It could be us impersonating her. Could, yeah, I was going to say, I was really excited to figure this one out. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to play around with it. <laughs> yeah. So, you just think about it all day. Those are just some thought starters for you. All right, all right. Because uh, in case you can't tell, uh, Dawn is not here. Now... No. That will send cheers throughout many of you. No. Uh, however, you will you will notice as the show develops that there's a reason she is here every day. Uh, there's so much that she does add. Uh, it, her laugh. Her insane comments uh, and so many other things that, that add balance to the show. It's always been uh, a joke that up until a few years ago, Dawn was the one that everybody loved to hate. And she's gotten a lot more lovable the last many years. But even when people quote hated her on the rare occasion she wasn't around it was so noticeable and 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 people quickly went yeah it's not the same get get her back yeah, so <laughs> how does it feel to be all by yourself in that room i mean we got all three of us teamed up in here and i, I kind of feel bad for you over there you don't have yeah. a friend yeah, you seem lonely it's uh it's it's odd um but 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 we did decide or i decided and nobody pushed back we're keeping everything the same we want everybody in their space so that yeah. they feel it feels normal to us. Um, but it, it, just not having her here, my, my whole pre-show routine was interrupted because I, I didn't have all my stuff in its place because I don't have to because no one else is walking into my room right. or something. You, I, I feel like you had your stuff laid out here yesterday. I came into the studio and I saw all your show prep. I'm like, oh, he's ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all true. But then that last minute stuff that I do before we go on the air is all discombobbled over here. In, <laughs> in the I feel like you've been kind of practicing for this because uh, you have been pulling some weekend shifts lately. And you've been kind of just working around in here by yourself. So do you feel like that's kind of prepared you for today? Well, th the thing that has helped the most is uh, doing the probcasts mm -hmm. uh, in here alone on the weekends because there's a way that you've got it set up where I can come in here and record them and then we turn them into a podcast, however the hell that happens. <laughs> so, so because I've never, I've, I've, I've ugh, never, that's, that's not true. In, I, I can't remember the last time I've done a solo show. And so it was weird just talking by myself and realizing what you do, Brando, mm -hmm. a lot on the broadcast uh, without any interaction, without hearing somebody talk, with having to fill the void, without being able to pause and maybe take a sip of water. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that has helped. The weekend things actually come out come by on in the last a month or so i've noticed that coming down to the studio because we have our own studio uh and, and so we we can access at any time but just if i can find an hour or two to come down here instead of working from home and get laid out like kyle was was talking about it makes monday morning so much easier so that so yeah i think all that's helped prepare us for whatever this is going to be today well and it's interesting because you mentioned like brandon being able to like guide the broadcast by himself and, and you do the same thing 
I, me and Dawn are definitely, and maybe it's a woman thing. Maybe it's just like loud Italian people who might have some type of uh, learning disability. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like whatever. Um, But like, we're really great adders. But like when I was doing the Queenie cast and I would just be like, okay, I don't have a guest this week. And it's just me in this topic, so just go ahead. It would be like 15 minutes of me rambling. And it was like fire up on Saturday or Friday. I did the exact same thing where it's like if I'm left to just guide the conversation too long by myself, it gets so disturbing so fast. (laughs) Like I was just like, like I made an ass out of myself Friday night when we were at fire up. Because I'm, like, talking what? to this girl about, like, oh, yeah, I just, like, I hate when there's smoke outside because I feel like there's dead skin floating everywhere. Oh. And I just feel like there's oh, dead skin going everything. Come on. This no. is what happens. <laughs> like, this is why this is why I, I'm a great adder. I, I'm a good yes and. Uh-huh. not I don't guide the ship. Uh, adder. You're, you're terrible <laughs> at math. <laughs> Honestly, I did have a similar conversation like that at Fire Up. But somebody was saying, oh, you know, the smell of smoke. It, it smells so good until you realize that somebody's home and... Probably belongings and probably people. It's it's actually pretty devastating once you go to that dark place. Yeah. By the way, uh, since I since I expect this show to have absolutely no uh, form or substance to it, and certainly no structure, uh, did I hear correctly? So, Fire Up Esports Lounge in Roseville. I I was eavesdropping through the studio this morning. Are you you guys are going to be there on a Friday the thirteenth? This Friday? Yeah. 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 I didn't even realize. (laughs) Well, don't we have to do something special for that? Me and Brandon were in here discussing it and I was he's, he's like oh it's kind of an unlucky day I was like I always get super lucky on Friday the 13th like I don't literally? know what it is like mm, yes mm, mm. well, well <laughs> I wish well, who knows that hasn't happened yet so what happened was like in fifth grade my mom like never took us out to a breakfast ever we had to eat at home you know healthy we went to this hippie school where they made us eat nice and this is the Waldorf school this is the Waldorf school yeah weirdo tree hugger school this particular Friday the 13th my mom takes us to Carl's Jr. we get French toast sticks and I get to dip them in the syrup and everything and then I get to school and she gives my sister and I 20 bucks for lunch I didn't need 20 bucks for lunch it doesn't cost that much but she told us we could keep it yeah you? That was yeah. in fifth grade at the time, yeah. So what, did you buy a dub? I don't remember what I bought with it, but I remember everybody else was like, it's an unlucky day. I'm like, dude, it's the luckiest day for me. So ever since then, I've always thought Friday the 13th have been a lucky day. I'm full and rich. All right. Uh, well, if you want to come up with something fun for Friday the 13th, you know, this Friday, that, oh. would be, that would be a great idea. I should just not wear makeup and I can go as Freddy Krueger. Okay. You know, we got, we have emails about 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 you. Uh, do I want to do this now? No, I got to do it later during okay. listener mail about you, Queenie. When you the when you when you uh, make yourself the butt of the joke, and we're gonna we're gonna get into it because I I have I have like by the, oh you know what you know what I'm the, 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 I'm a little glad Dawn's not here on a few of the topics. Today. Why? Only because Dawn and I we're the boomers of the show, <laughs> and and we tend to often on certain subjects we see or hear things the same and then you guys have a completely different perspective the dr rob letters we have today there's one there's one fantastic update and then every other one of them i'm wondering if i am just hearing them wrong hmm. if i'm perceiving them wrong or if we got a bunch of dumbasses or 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 maybe dumbass isn't even the right word but i kept shaking my head this morning reading most of these letters so do you know the age of the letter writers are they all particularly millennials or gen zers is that why i don't 
I don't okay, know, okay. know in some of them what it is. What's this whole problem with me making myself the butt of the joke storyline? We're going to get to that, too. <laughs> I have promise. a good sense of humor. I take the joke I out know. of people's hands. I took the advice from Dolly Parton. Make the joke about you before they can make it about you. I understand. But, but yeah, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to springboard off of that when we get to those emails. And it's an art form and a craft to be able to make fun of yourself. By the way, I do have to read this email that I crinkled to start oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is from uh, this is from Rachel, and uh, she's writing in about something. I've actually I, I was talking to Brandon about this for the show. I've gotten a ton of reaction to the soapbox this weekend. It was a good one. Uh, I mean, like personal people are like are are texting me, telling me what they got out of it. And Rachel says, "Rob, I listened to your latest soapbox twice this morning. It's one I'll find myself revisiting multiple times. Although I've learned to care less as I've gotten older, I am still guilty of catching myself." feeling a tinge of insecurity now and then when I feel I'm being judged by someone who, quite frankly, I don't give a damn about. I find that it does take work, and it's not always easy to truly stop caring what other people think of me and or the decisions I make when it comes to my personal choices, parenting, lifestyle, career, etc. I'm very appreciative for this episode in particular because it came at a time when I needed to be reminded to stay true to myself and truly care Less. That's the title of the soapbox. Ah. Uh, this soapbox serves as a free therapy session and accomplished in a little over 13 minutes, which may have taken hours upon hours with an unqualified therapist to drive home. And thank you for what you gave your time and energy to. So it's at radradio.com. You can read it or you can listen to it. That was actually really a pretty pro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really enjoyed your podcast this week. What is a soapbox? And I'm, I'm off. Okay. But no, it's seriously something I struggled with. Like, I always am insecure and care what people think, like that 21 Pilot song. But <laughs> it really woke me up a little bit. I was like, why, why do I care so much? And it really set me thinking. And then I saw myself going out in public over the weekend, especially last night. I went to the store and I was like, with the mask thing, I was like, I was still a little timid and I just put my pocket, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Why, why do I care what people think? Right, exactly. And, and, and it's, it's not it's not meant to, to sound like it's easy. Um, but what we, what we do in the soapbox, I kind of break down the idea that if you, if, you can, if you can go through the exercise of learning to not care what anyone thinks, then eventually, after you go through that process, you pick and choose the people who you do care what they think about certain things. And, and, and that's how you, not, you, you, you turn out to not be a, a horrible human being, but it's a process. Yeah, I like the, being a part of this show and like being around you and Dawn specifically has really helped me with with this whole topic in general because I think that I used to think that I didn't care, but I would go so far out of my way to show that I didn't care and that I was unbothered that it was clearly you care enough for it to alter your lifestyle and the way you go about things. And so it's like in moments where I catch myself getting really defensive over stuff that like who cares what somebody thinks about me and I, I am transgender female and so it was like what? yes yeah what, <laughs> what? Uh, me and my boyfriend Ford were out eating and we were having like a really good time. It was we went to like a, a chain restaurant um, and we were like basically in pajamas. It was just a fun couple's day. <laughs> we were doing our thing and so we're sitting there in like a corner booth and it's one of those places where along the back wall they've got like one of those big benches that, that lines the wall so you might be sitting next to other people uh -oh. um, on the bench but then the tables are just like a foot or two apart whatever so we're talking whatever and then this uh the the waitress comes and sits down another couple next to us and it was like very clear that they wanted me to know that they thought i was not that we're weird basically um 
And so it was it was this really weird moment because for a second I was like, okay, so how am I going to handle this? Am was, I it, was it clear through what they were saying, the looks they were giving you? Looks they were giving and like whispering uh. and like, yeah, things like that. And, and my boyfriend Ford is very defensive over me. So he kind of, but he does know that I'm not really a confrontational person that way. So he kind of looked at me like, do you want us to see if we can move? And I was just like, no. And I, for whatever reason I was in, maybe it was because I was daytime stoned or whatever, but like, <laughs> but I was just like not bothered and I didn't care. And I, I think that a lot of that has come from trying to hold myself accountable because in moments where I feel defensive like that, I try to check in with myself and think about like what you, if I had to defend my anger right now on the air to, in a conversation, could I speak to it in a way that is not just based in insecurity. Mm. And if the answer is no, then I have to figure out a way to make myself let go of that. So where do these insecurities stem from? Like, why do we think about what other people are thinking? No, none of us are mind readers. None of us can tell what other people are thinking. And when it comes to me, especially, like, I feel that I, I always think really good of myself at most points. And it's just like when I think what other people are thinking of me is when the worst comes into play. My best guess is the psych 101 answer. I think it all comes from childhood. And people get keep people take that wrong. It doesn't mean it's your parents' fault. Sure. It means childhood because we're taught we're, it, 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 as we grow up, we're, we, we're dealing with kids. Kids are awful, right? And we make fun of each other. And, and through that process, we're taught to, like, really care about how we look, how we talk. Uh, are, are, are we too pale? Are we too dark? Are we too tall? Are we too short? And how we how, – and then we learn sometimes – that we, people will run away from us. Okay. People will ignore us because we're different. This is the whole, this is like the precursor to bullying. And I think it just, I think it gets, it's, it gets ingrained into us. And, and even the best parents can't get all of that out of us as kids. And so some people are just insecure about certain things. And some people are insecure about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that kind of, I think, helps figure out whether or not you can function better in life. I just think that it boils down to circumstances and whatever society you are a part of as you are being molded throughout your, your youth. Because if you look at other places around the world, there might be some Ugandans that, that <laughs> might not care about what others think uh, in regards to, you know, like mon monetary things or physical appearances, whatever. I'm, I'm using Uganda as just an example, but sure. it, it's circumstantial based on whatever environment you're in. But ultimately, like what Rob said, if, if you make a certain choice, that might not react well with the people around you. And it's all about the choices that we all have and we can all choose to care less. And I think that's what's going to resound, what, what is going to be so um, reactive to the, the majority of people, the soapbox in particular, is because it could be applied to not just day-to-day -day life, but even big picture things. Because I know that I am my biggest obstacle. I will care so much about... <laughs> what I do that I will just get in my own way because I'll overthink things. And it's not necessarily of something where I, I need to make sure that I'm performing at my best because I'm always trying to do that. But it's more so, am I going to do the best that I can? Is it going to be received as well as it should be? Or, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily afraid of failure, but I'm always afraid of getting to that level of, okay, this is the best I could do. And then eventually it just like tapering off and, and not not living up to the hype anymore. One thing for sure is that insecurity is a first world issue. They don't have time to be insecure really? in places where they don't know where their next meal is coming from. <laughs> oh. They don't have time when when the when when the the the, the evil bushman who's literally <laughs> running at you with it, it, trying to rape your village to be insecure. They don't care. Oh, do I look fat in this? Right. So it is it is a function. It is. A 
a side effect of success and the trappings that we have for sure and the way that we all uh, live in America and the other part of the first world. Does this grass skirt make me look fat? Right, exactly. Does this bone in my nose uh, <laughs> make me look pudgy? <laughs> so there's no survival instincts with insecurities. There's no other, any other type of creature or human, like you said, that's based on living on survival that has any insecurities. You don't think like birds are like, oh, my feathers are too short or <laughs> my beak's not big enough. That's a very deep question, actually. <laughs> to, but, you know, Brandon Brandon talked about how this could apply to other areas, which I agree because that was the first thing I thought when I read this email from Juliet this morning. She wrote this at 5.30 and said, I feel a bit silly, but over the next three days, I have four interviews. These are incredibly important, and I'm slightly panicking over them. I'm a second-year law student, and these are virtual interviews for a summer associate position next summer. Summer associate positions almost always turn into a postgraduate job offer, so if I can get past these screeners, I will be in a very good position. Of the four interviews I was extended, I'm really only interested in three firms, but one of the firms I would absolutely love to work for. When I get anxious, my voice shakes, and sometimes I stumble over my words. I can control those nerves, but I'm worried that the content of my answers won't be sufficient. Mm -hmm. Is there any chance you could give a short pep talk or some of your best tips to stand out in a good way to an interviewer? My first interview is at 7.25 this morning, our time, so I'll be listening live until then. I love you all, and all of you seem fairly sure of yourselves and confident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I normally fake the confidence, but it's so hard when it feels like your future is on the line. And after that, the first thing I, I said to myself was, well, you should listen to or read The Soapbox. Mm -hmm. Because even though The Soapbox is really more about friendships and relationships, it does apply to this. Yeah. Because if, if, if you go into this interview caring... Right, and I, I, I. This is a very, very difficult. This might, this might not be very helpful to Juliet, it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> if you go into this interview caring whether or not you get the job, you very well may screw up your chance to get the job. It is when you are afraid that you make your biggest mistakes. So if you go into it with the attitude of these are all the things I do wrong, these are all the things I might say that are going to be wrong, these are the ways that they won't like me, you will focus on those things. Whereas if you say, I don't care, I'm gonna be fine. And I mean literally, if you don't get any of these four positions, what are you going to do? Are you gonna curl up in the corner in the, fe in the fetal position and, and drop out of law school? Or are you gonna do whatever the next thing is that you have to do? And if you can get somewhere close to that mindset, that's where I would start in the big picture. I, my suggestion would be don't be gun shy with your questions. If you have something that seems a little out there, ask it anyways. Yeah, I think I think being engaging in that way, like Kyle mentioned, and asking a lot of questions and trying to really show that you want to understand the position is always great. And then also, sometimes it takes the pressure off to say, okay, let's say I don't get this today or I totally tank and I know that I didn't get it based off of my interview. Where's my next place I would apply? Great. So it's like, don't focus on what your backup plan is, but just know that there is like life after if you do not do well in this interview. And hey, maybe you're just not, maybe it's not a fit for you. That's always a possibility. You might go in somewhere and say, you know what, this vibe is not for me. Um, being in the room is a little bit different sometimes. And this is your career. This isn't like you're just like, okay, I just need a job right now um, just to keep get something going in. This is th These are career moves. And so you can be a little bit more methodical and um, you're also worthy and you're also uh, valuable. So know that going into it and know that you offer something and so it's not like you're going in begging for a job being like i don't know anything please give me money <laughs> you're qualified you got stuff you're going in take stock in in confidence in the fact that you already have four 
interviews lined up this week. Yeah. And you, you clearly are, you have your goals set on something solid here, and you already have all of these backup plans lined up for whatever. It, I think it's great that you have all of these interviews lined up. So good. Like, use that as, as part of your confidence. Also, just go into those interviews with what you know. And if you don't know something, be honest. Say, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm, I'm willing to learn and find out and, and add that to my to my tool belt, you know, just use use your skill set that has gotten you up to this point because you you can't sell yourself short in that sense. And also fear is a choice. Yeah. And, I, and to that, I want to go back to the very last thing she wrote. I normally fake the confidence, but it's so hard when it feels like your future is on the line. That's that's the problem that you need to eliminate that immediately. Your future is not on the line, not your professional future, not your scholastic future and not your literal future. And you have to understand that you're going to you're going to be here tomorrow and you're going to do whatever you have to do to adapt to whatever happens today. And if you have that inner confidence, a lot of these things that you're worried about maybe happening won't even happen to you. So if you want more, you can write back because we've got nothing else to do today. Um, as, as demonstrated by this email from, uh, from Drew, I was getting to this, by the way. He says, okay. You start the show by telling us Dawn is not there, and then you proceed to say nothing else. I mean, I know she's not dead, but what the blank, man? Dawn's not here. Why? Where's not? Dawn, man? Where's uh, she at? Yeah, well, um, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the, uh, the memory version of the back-and-forth texting I had with her this morning. She wasn't feeling well on Friday, and I was, I was lucky enough to get the I'm, I'm having diarrhea text. Oh, okay. so ah. she was probably on the toilet doing the big one. On, the, on Friday, but she said, oh, but I'll be there, but I'm going to be there late. And I, okay, and, and she didn't feel well, and, and she was uh, really tired. She went up diarrhea Oh, doing a business, so yeah. <laughs> so she canceled plans the further Friday and through through the weekend, um, and but she was feeling better-ish yesterday, and then this morning, uh, they, they the text started again with uh, um, uh, a diarrhea, oh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be late, probably I'll be there at five forty-five because usually she's here by five thirty, and then I get a text like. Five minutes later, that uh, she's still on the toilet, and that's not good. She would normally power through. Yeah, yeah and she says I've, the emodium is downstairs, and I can't even get downstairs. Oh, okay. that sucks. So this is this is when I this is when I called Brandon in, and I and I said, you know, let's do let's weigh these options here. Is is a show without Dawn better than a best of show? And as we talked it through, we we came to the conclusion. Well, maybe, and we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of other ways you could you could. You, you, as I said to Brandon at one point, like I say on the air all the time, the people that are here are here because I know it's the best show every single day. We we, we wish Dawn was here, but she yeah. can't be. So, would it be better for you to hear something from a year ago or two years ago, or is it better for us to give it a try? Plus, it gives the four of us a chance to all step up and try to fill the void. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was thinking I was thinking beforehand. Uh, before the show started, what we would have done a year ago, which would have been like the Rob and Brandon show. Ooh, oh, that would have been that weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful to have Kyle and Queenie here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, you know, Brandon and I are doing. I mean, we're all doing other things while we're on the air, but but the idea of just Brandon and me a year ago talking COVID. Yeah, I'm too oh. laid back, and I would just I would just cede to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> It would be the Rob show. Oh, man. <laughs> Which I've never wanted to do. I didn't even like doing that in college when I when I was starting out in radio. That's why I like pushed to get a team show. Yeah. We did the first ever team show at the college uh, that, I, that I went to because I just don't like 
not having that instant either it's not instant gratification but that instant feedback and something to, to and you can't you can't get it on the phones and radio anymore because people don't call radio. Right. They they write us, they text us, they email us. They, they, you know, when you call on Bluetooth, you can't listen to the show. And yeah. so this uh -huh. is so much better. I used to do this little gossip show in uh, Vegas before I moved here. It was for some like Sirius XM whatever station. It was like called the Monday Gab Fest. And the first two weeks, they, and it was like I would make I make like a hundred bucks a week, and it would just be like come in, like bring some stories of like pop cultural stuff you want to talk about. And the first two weeks, I did it by myself. And let me tell you, like an hour or two on this show flies by. <laughs> Sitting there by yourself, trying to talk about how Taylor Mobson beat up her hairstylist <laughs> and drag that into a 20-minute story while you're mm. sitting there by yourself was really hard. So eventually, I just convinced my good friend to come in and sit with me, and I split my my $100 with her and, uh, you know, smoke her out afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like I had to find someone else for the remainder of when they had me there, and they didn't renew, but it's okay. <laughs> so, well, Rob, when you ever did the Rob show just solo by yourself in college, was there music involved with yeah. that? Yeah, there was. Oh, so that yeah. was a little easier. Oh, yeah. You, you have to have you have to have that to break it up. I, the, 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 I, I really do think there is some level of, I don't know if it's sociopathy or something, to these really rich, really successful individuals, primarily in political talk radio, who can do three hours of just them talking. Oh. And, and a lot of times, they don't, they don't even take very many phone calls. It, it, and, and how they can just sit there. And, and it's usually like pretty toxic stuff they're, they're talking about. I, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure I could do it, but it doesn't sound like any fun. I've always thought that they're drug-induced. Like maybe they just <laughs> like go bust something out and get a little too talkative. That, I, th I think if I was doing the Rob show, I would have become an actual full-blown alcoholic very early on just to make things interesting. Well, their drug was their, their voice. They got <laughs> high off of their own voice. They I just love to hear themselves talk. I wonder if there's a narcissism to it. I don't know. Well, I mean, like it's political talk mostly when you see that and that makes sense to me because if you watch when there's like more than one of them they're all talking the entire time over each other yeah so you just isolate <laughs> it to one camera one mic and it's just one full like stream of consciousness oh uh, we just got an email from alec uh who missed the start of the show he says what i missed the start no wonder it's been so peaceful dawn's not there right <laughs> Uh, no, she's not owned by, and she is. She is. Uh, she is going to get checked because that's that's not good to have diarrhea for many days and, no. and other things. So she's going to go see what's going on. Diarrhea. Uh, hopefully, she'll be back uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Win Rob's change. It's brought to us by Ink Off Me. By the way, I was uh, emailing with Jamie, uh, spelled Jamie yesterday. Uh, she's the general manager of Ink Off. They are running an Instagram giveaway for one free hair removal appointment or one free tattoo removal appointment, and all you have to do is go to their Instagram page. They're easy to follow, inkoff.me. That is their name. That is how you can find them anywhere and get details to enter. Also, I'm waiting to hear back from her before I go uh, live with details about the new Ink Off Me therapy dog. Ooh, what? New yes. therapy oh, dog? Yep. I, that, is that, it a puppy? That's your tease for now. Are I, they going to shoot it with a laser? As soon as I get more from her, <laughs> I'll let you know. We're going to play Win Rob's Change right now. Caller 18 gets to guess the exact amount of change in the bucket. If you know it, you'll win it. Uh, if not, and if you're guessing is stupid, it doesn't matter because I'm not keeping track after eight clues, and I'll just tell you higher or lower at this point. <laughs> I've got the clues. They're <laughs> stupid anyways. Phone number is 888-989-1911. gets to win Rob's change. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.